0: exodus 2017 you must not covet your neighbor's house you must not covet your neighbor's wife male or female servant ox or donkey or anything else that belongs to your neighbor
1: all right short and sweet and to the point thank you paula and you can have a seat I am so thankful for the First African United Methodist Church, and I tell you what, I believe in the sovereignty of God. Do you believe in the sovereignty of God, that he kind of guides and directs things, sometimes in spite of us, sometimes in accordance with our prayers, but I don't think it's no accident that uh, the First African United Methodist Church worships in this building, and we have a relationship with them, and we love them, and they love us. And I'm so glad to introduce to you Pastor Tomba Clark. And Pastor Clark, uh, he has been very much involved in the AME Church, which is the African Methodist Episcopal Church, which is like a sister church uh, to the United Methodist Church, but he's been attending First African for quite a while and helping out. And he was officially appointed as the pastor of First African United Methodist Church by our bishop and by our district superintendent in the cabinet. And so, uh, Pastor Tumba, I love him. He's got a humble heart, and he loves the Word of God. And uh, you're going to enjoy um, hearing from Pastor Clark. He is a man of God, and I believe he's anointed of God. <laughs> and you, you just give him Jesus, give, give him the Word him of him God. Him. God. Tumba, I T- love you. Go you. for it. Give it to him. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Uh, he's a great man. Come on, give him a
0: hand, man. Give this man. Yeah, I mean, he's, uh, he's a loving and caring father. And I, I know you can attest to that, you know, that he's a great man. Hallelujah. Uh, first of all, we want to uh, uh, greet all of you in the name of Jesus, the Christ. We also want to register our thanks and appreciation to God, the Almighty, for the decisive victory won over darkness uh, in the Global United Methodist Church uh, for the decision that uh, came out at St. Louis just a few days ago. And so I think we should applaud that. Come on, let's give God praise for that. Hallelujah. also I want to uh, salute the, the good people of Calvary United Methodist Church uh, for the generosity that have been extended to the first African United Methodist Church where we have been serving and still serving uh, and they have been tremendous and I want to also salute them for that come on let us give them a hand for that I want to uh, extend my my love and appreciation to the FAUMC family, uh, if you are here, just, just wave, wave to our people that you are here, amen, okay, for, for being so kind, and you know, to me, and to have, have me serve as uh, their pastor, and I want to thank them as well. Uh, I'm very grateful and humble uh, to the almighty God for this uh, awesome opportunity. To stand before you guys and to say, Thus says the Lord. Uh, <clears throat> it is my very first experience uh, to be speaking to, to people like you. And I hope I will do well. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, uh, um, I want to recognize um, uh, a good friend of mine. Arlene, Nelson, please stand up. Yeah. Amen, he's a, he's a brother, he's a friend, you know, I mean, he's a support arm, you know. I don't have ride, I don't have a car, but every time I need him, he comes. He carries me, whatever. I know he's a great man. Besides that, you know, he's always, you know, you know what I'm talking about, Amen. Come on, give him my hand for that. Give him a hand. He's a powerful man. Hallelujah. And I also want to uh, uh, recognize my AME family here. The Okai family. Mother, you just, uh, just wave to them. Hallelujah. These are people who, who saw me grow up in a church in Africa. And, uh, and they are here in America and uh, they're trying to follow me. And I want to appreciate you all and say thank God for your presence this morning. And may God continue to bless you. Amen. Uh, Last but not least, I want to recognize my son and my father. I can call you son and father. He ain't right there. (laughs) Because I live with him. Amen. I live with him. He take care of me, you know, and, and stuff like that. So I appreciate you so much. My friend, Olede. And Nancy and other people who are in the house. I want to celebrate all of you in Jesus' name. Okay. Uh, It's preaching time, people. It's time to preach. Stop the talking and preach now. Hallelujah. Uh Uh-huh. So uh, let me call your attention now to uh, the scripture that was read uh, just a while ago. Um, Exodus 20 and verse 17 we're going to read that quickly. Thou shalt not cover thy neighbor's house, thou shalt not cover thy neighbor's wife, nor his man's servant, nor his maid's servant, nor his ark, nor his eyes, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. And we'll be preaching today on the theme, um, do not cover it. Okay, that should not cover it. But uh, permit me to use as a sub-theme this morning, when love and commitment meet. When love and commitment meet. Let us pray. God, we thank you for this opportunity, Lord, for speak for your servant hearing. Let the words of my mouth and the collective meditation of our house be acceptable in our sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer, and we all say amen. Okay, most times in life, problems are solved when people meet. Like what happened at St. Louis. When people met, discussion went on, at the end of the day, problem was solved. Amen? Now, in similar way, when love and commitment meet, the problem of covetousness must be solved. And the Marine Dictionary defines commitment as a mental or emotional state of being or means of satisfaction that is drawn from being at ease in one's mind and in one's body. Covetousness simply means to be greedy or having or craving desire for another person's wealth or possession. In Second Samuel chapter eleven, uh, we are told that. David slept with his with Uriah's wife. We are also told in Second or King First King chapter twenty one that Ahab, persuaded by his wife, Jezebel, he took away Naboth's vineyard. In Second Samuel chapter sixteen verse twenty two, Absalom. A son of David, slept with his wife or his father's concubine. All of these guys were motivated by the loss of their eye and the loss of their flesh. Church, how many of us here today are guilty of using our power and our influences to take advantage of people? How many of us today are guilty of using our powers to take advantage of the unfortunate people? How many of us are looking at other people's possession and desperately desiring to have it regardless of the consequences? How many of us? This is covetousness, my people. And covetousness is sin against God. When we when we are content with what we have and love one another, we destroy the power of covetousness. In First Timothy chapter six, verse six and eleven, Paul says. enough with contentment is great gain. Some people, eager of money, they have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Church, God wants us to be content with what we have. Whatever he has blessed us with, he wants us to be satisfied. When we do this, when we are satisfied with it, then sometimes we can wait on God's timing. If God wants to bless you, he will bless you. Wait on God's time and he will give you the desires of your heart. The book of Exodus is a continuation of the story of the children of Israel in Egypt and the death of Jacob, their father. Exodus was written by Moses between 1580 and 2030 BC, and it contains a biblical redemptive message that is deeply rooted in the covenant arrangement between Yahweh and his people. In this covenant, as recorded, In Exodus chapter 19 and 24, God promised to make Israel a treasured possession and a kingdom of priests and a holy nation provided if they obeyed him. If you obeyed according to Deuteronomy, God told Israel, I will bless you only if you will obey. If you obey." He said, I will bless you. I will bless you in the city. I will bless you in the field. I will bless the fruit of your labor. Your children will prosper. You are going out and you are coming in. will be blessed only if you obey me. Church, the blessing is in the obedience. If you don't obey, there will be no blessing. No obedience, no blessing. The prophet says in First Samuel chapter 15, verse 22 to 24, to obey is better than sacrifice. In our times, God spoke emphatically against the sin of covetousness. In Exodus chapter 20, verse 17, it is written, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his man's servant, nor his maid servant, nor his ox, nor his eyes, nor anything that belongs to your neighbor. Do not covet, do not wish for it, do not do anything to sin against God. Be satisfied with what God has given unto you. Church, this is the last of the Ten Commandments, but it makes the rest of the Ten Commandments come alive. Uh, it adds meaning and purpose to the rest of the commandment because it seeks to reveal the Outward expression of the inward desires of mankind. Covetousness is a heart-driven impulse and it pushes one to sin. Sin has consequences. Consequences such as separation from God. Whenever we sin, we are separated from God. Whenever we sin, we suffer a lot. Sicknesses and disease, trials and tribulations. And last of all, uh, we suffer death, and that death can be eternal death. But before I take my seat this morning, I want to leave for you three points. And the first one is, uh, sin cannot molest as long as love and contentment meet. Sin cannot molest. Sin cannot molest while love exists. In Colossians chapter 3 verse 5 and 6, Paul says, Put to death, therefore, whatsoever belongs to your every nature. Put it to death. Sexual immorality. Put it to death impurity put it to death Lust, evil desire put it to death greed covetousness put it to death because of these things the wrath of god is coming the wrath of god is coming because of these things loss of the flesh is killing us too much desire earthly possession the things that you will leave and go are the things you fighting to accumulate and you will leave it in no time and go what are your own soul salvation with with fear and trembling how can I do this Romans chapter 5 verse 16 says walk in a spirit and you shall not fulfill the loss of the flesh. As we fulfill the loss of the flesh or the desires of our heart, the greater our condemnation will be. Proverbs 14, verse 34 says, righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Our second point says when love and commitment meet not only that sin cannot molest but then greed disappear. Because of love and because of contentment you will never have greed in your heart any longer. Greed is the intense, excessive and self desire for something especially wealth. Power. And food. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 says, Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with whatever you have. Proverbs 15, verse 25 also says, The greedy, 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 the greedy bring ruin to the household. You ruin your household, but the one who his bride shall live forever. According to John chapter 3, verse, or chapter 2, verse 16, Jesus said, For everything in a word, the loss of the flesh, the loss of the eye, and the pride of life, it come not from God. It comes from the world. But we brought nothing into this world. Absolutely. Nothing. And we carried nothing out of the world. Job said, naked I came into the world, and naked I will return. Show me one person who, when they are going, they, they build a church, and when they are going, they bury the church with them. Show me one person. The house they built, show me if they buried them with the house or the car that they bought, show me if they buried them in the grave. We came naked and we return naked unto the law. The third point says, <clears throat> uh, with, when love and contentment meet, not only sin molest, cannot molest, And greed disappear, but everyone receives equal treatment. Everyone receives equal treatment. Amen. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 10 and 11, Paul says, Having put on the new self. Having put on the new self. Paul said, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. For all things are passed away. Behold, all things become what? Uh, Paul is saying here this morning that 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 having put on the new self uh, which being renewed in knowledge and in the image of our Creator. Here, there is no more Jews, no Gentiles, no circumcised, not uncircumcised, no barbarian, no slave or free, Negro or Caucasian, no black, no white, but Christ in all. And in all, also in Galatians chapter 3, verse 6, 26, and 29, Paul says, So in Christ Jesus, we are all God's children. Through, through the faith, we are all children of God. No, no wonder, no wonder why the, the hemorrhagic could put it this way. My hope. Is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest fame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. He, he, he didn't stop there, but I heard him say, but, but when he shall come uh, with trumpet sound, uh, oh, one day, church, uh, when everything is over, Jesus is coming again. When he shall come uh, with trumpet sound, uh, oh, may I in them be found, uh, dressed in his righteousness, uh, his righteousness alone Faultless uh, to stand before this room. Uh, then I can say, Oh, grass, uh, the solid rock I stand, uh, all other ground, uh, the ground of shame and disgrace, uh, the ground of hardship, uh, all other ground is sinking sand. Uh-huh. In conclusion, church, when love and commitment meet, sin cannot molest. Greed disappear. Everyone become equal. Uh, 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 uh. I'm saying that this morning, if, 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 I, I don't know about you this morning, but if law and commitment have met in a global united Methodist church, then I want to say something. If law and, uh, and commitment, and commitment, and contentment, sorry, have met in a global united Methodist church, then I want us to say, like Amos, let justice roll down. I said, let justice roll down like water and righteousness like a mighty stream. I said, justice, justice for the poor, regardless of money or no money, justice for the poor. Justice, hallelujah, for the oppressed in society. Let justice roll down, let the poor and the rich Come together, hallelujah. Let the, hallelujah, let us experience the joy of God. There's no north, south, east, and west, no black and white in the kingdom of God. We are all God's children. If if love and mercy or contentment have met in this church, Cavalry, then I want to say to you, I want to say to you, church, like Martin Luther, if I can help somebody, I say, if I can help somebody, if I can help somebody, church. If I can do my duty as a Christian living in this world, if I can do my duty, if I can help somebody to put a smile on their face, if I can help somebody to keep a life on their, oh, hallelujah, church. If I can help somebody to raise them from zero to hero, if I can help somebody to take them from nobody to somebody, my living will not be in vain. I don't know about you, Lord. I don't know. But if if love and contentment have met in our church, first African United Methodist Church. Especially at a time of transition. When the old pastor is going, new pastor is coming. And when confusion is all around. I, 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 I want to rest on the words of Paul that says that what shall separate me from the love of God that is in Jesus Christ. Paul also said that that, 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 God is my refuge and my strength. If God be for me, who can be against me? Therefore, nothing shall separate us. First African, no demon shall separate us from the love of God. No trial will separate us from the love of God. No matter what comes or what goes, we'll worship our Redeemer. We'll serve our God regardless of what happens in the church. What happened before and what's happening now, nothing shall separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. If you love, if love and contentment have met our souls and minds today, and if we have found life and transformation, if we have received the blood of Jesus and we are born again I want us to sing together a great song you are my brother you are my sister take me by the hand now I said take me by the hand I said together I said together now you alone not me alone But together, we'll work until the Savior comes. We shall work until Jesus comes. I say we'll work until Jesus comes. No foe, no demon, no enemy shall succeed to divide us. Alone as we are standing together, as long as we are walking together, as long as we are talking together, as long as we are singing together, as long as we are worshiping together, no force can divide us. Alone as we're doing these things here together until Jesus comes, God bless you.